Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, everybody, we are back. Another episode. I know you've been waiting. Kente Corner, a casual Hoya podcast. As always, I'm Bobby. I'm here with the head Hoya, Andrew Geiger, Mr. Casual Hoya. And we have a special guest today, president of the Hoya Hoop Club, Mark Guerrera. Mark, thanks for coming on. Guys, thanks very much. I'm excited to be here with you. By the way, this is the, the 10th episode of Kenty Corner. So this is a, a monumental episode. We've really kind of wanted to make this a big one for the fan base. So on behalf of Bobby and myself, to the rest of the fan base, I apologize. Go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> um. Mark, I know it's been about a month now. You were in the Bahamas. Georgetown, as we know, is the champions of the Bahamas. How Indeed great they are. How great was that trip, Mark? The trip was fantastic. Uh, we had probably about 100 fans who came down. Uh, there were some local Hoya alums who live in the Bahamas, but a lot of people traveled from all over the place. Uh, and it was really a great opportunity to hang out with the team, hang out with coaches, hang out with fellow alums and Hoya fans. There are actually some people who were there who I met who are not alums, who are huge, huge fans, uh, went down there for this, for this trip. So it really was a great time to engage with the team and get a sense of their personality uh, on and off the court and to get some fun times with, with all of them. So what, what, speaking of fun times, like what did you guys actually get to do with the team? Like what sort of events did you all have off the court? So there was one main event with the team, and it was on Tuesday, which was the day off from playing. They played, as you'll remember, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So Tuesday morning they practiced, and then we had a late lunch with them at like 2 o'clock that lasted almost two hours. Um the entire coaching staff was there and the entire team and probably about 70 of the fans who were there. And it was great. Uh, Coach Ewing clearly, you know, emphasized to the players to get around and engage with the fan base. And they did that. And, you know, we had uh, sat at different tables. The players were spread out all over the place. The coaches were spread out all over the place uh, as were the fans. So people got to, I think I spoke to pretty much every player at that event and most of the alums and fans who were there had the same opportunity. What, uh, so talk, man, if you can discuss how are your actually, how are you, what's your opinion basically about this year's team? You know, are there any specific players that you uh, particularly stand out as having kind of interesting personalities? Um, any, any stories you can share? I mean, they're a really close-knit, tight group, which is something that was great to observe while we were down there. Um, you know, both through those 
things off the court, whether it was at that lunch or kind of just wandering around at the Atlantis resort, um, around the pools, around the beach. Um, so that was, you know, something that was interesting to see. And they, they definitely get along really well and they have each other's back. And you guys may have noticed that it's one thing that stood out to me during the games is the bench was so active and loud. Yeah. I'm not sure how yeah. that came through. Uh, it, that was something that was, that really showed that they're building a strong chemistry among each other. Uh, you know, in terms of, I'm excited about every single guy on this team. I think every, every guy we have can contribute. Uh, and they all seem to be focused on winning, clearly. Uh, they all want this to be a breakout season, and they believe it can be. And I certainly believe it can be based on what I saw. Uh, it's great to hear. Bobby, you have uh, any questions about Bahamas? Yeah, just, you know, obviously I was at Kenner League a lot. It's hard to learn a lot at Kenner League just because the guys aren't playing all together. There's like two guys on a team. Um, we've only got Jagan Mosley coming back as a senior, scholarship senior. We've got, you know, the grad transfer from Central Florida. Did you feel like the sophomores – we're doing a lot of the leading or could you tell there was any other, any other leaders stepping up? People de- generally look at upperclassmen. Like I said, Mosley is kind of the only one. Well, what was your sense on that? I think there are a lot of, a lot of guys who can be leaders on this team. Jagan is certainly one of them. Uh, I, definitely the, the sophomores, James and Mac and Josh are clearly all vocal and they all work incredibly hard. That's another, you know, anecdote that I heard from multiple people while we were down there, coaches and whatnot about how hard those three guys are working and how they're leading the team off the court in the weight room, things like that. You know, they're in the gym at 6 a.m. every day getting at it. And that is obviously feeding off. The other players are feeding off of that. I think Omer year seven uh, also is a leader of, of sorts on this team. Obviously he's, he's been around now for a full year and, uh, as an upperclassman himself, and given the role that he likely will have, I could see him having a significant leadership role as well. And obviously we have, you know, other than him, six new guys. So there's, there is a lot to be done in terms of leading those guys we have. And they're, gonna, they're all going to play, I think. They're all going to contribute, like I said earlier. Uh, so I, I think there are really a lot of guys who can be the leader or leaders of this team. What about uh, the coaching staff? I mean, I guess the Bahamas games were the first opportunity to actually watch the staff um, coach the team uh, since last season ended. Anything you noticed that was interesting? Um, you know, was, was Ewing kind of more vocal this season than last? Any, anything that you can, you can share as far as the staff and the players? Uh, you know, I don't know that I would say he's more or less vocal this season than he was last year. He definitely recognizes that this can be a team that takes it to the next to the next level. Uh, he's excited about that, but he knows that they need to put in the work to get there. Um, he's, you know, clearly he he's going to have us running a lot, and that was the one thing that we did nonstop in the Bahamas. Uh, and I think at every opportunity that he gets, he's going to want them to get out and run. And with the, again, with the depth and the athleticism of the guys that we have, I think there's a real opportunity to take advantage of that. 
Sounds exciting. Yeah, it definitely did look like the Hoyas were looking to push the pace. I mean, they were already the fastest team, I believe, in conference last year, pace of play. And this year, if it's any indication, uh, might be even faster. Um, getting away from the Bahamas, I mean, since you obviously are the, the president of the Hoop Club, that's a lofty title. Um, I know you obviously put in a lot of time into it. Do you want to uh, throw out there some initiatives that HHC has for this upcoming season? Sure. I appreciate that. Uh yeah, so we're we're hard at work making our plans for this upcoming season. Okay, As, thanks for that, Mark. Thanks for that, Mark. Thanks for jumping on. Um, Bobby, anything else for Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> You're gonna want to hear about these. Uh, <laughs> so we are we got a lot of stuff going on this season. Obviously, there's a lot of opportunities to engage our fan base, and as you both know, that's what we're, our primary role is is to get people out the games, to get people excited about the games, to do events around the games, and to help fund help the athletics department with its fundraising efforts. Those are kind of our primary goals. Uh, this season, obviously, we have the Empire Classic. Well, before even that, we have – you saw that uh, Hoya Madness was announced today. That's October 11th. Uh, we will be hosting our annual open practice at well, as well. Uh, it's at a date, TBD in October. It's almost finalized, but that will be coming out soon as well. Uh, which is a great event, a great family-friendly event for kids to come out, get autographs from the team, and watch a bit of practice. Uh, you know, turning into the schedule, uh, we plan to do some sort of, you know, we do events before or after every single home game. Uh, they're going to be at Bar Louis this year again, which is right outside Capital One Arena. Uh, through the partnership that Georgetown has with Fox Sports, we get uh, free food and drinks for various occasions at, at Bar Louie. Uh, and they're continuing, the folks at Fox Sports who work closely with us on the Hoop Club are continuing to expand the uh, corporate uh, presence to help better these events uh, as we go throughout the year. Um, so we're going to do something that will be a little bit more than the usual for the Penn State game. And then turning into the schedule from there, the Empire Classic, we will be doing events in New York uh, the Thursday game against Texas is a 7 o'clock start, so we'll be doing something before that. Uh, and then Friday will be TBD based on when we play, but we'll, there will be another event Friday. Hopefully we'll be playing Duke, obviously, and do an event before that game. Uh, then throughout the season, we'll be doing our annual donor appreciation event sometime later in the season, which is a great, uh, great event where we give away a lot of prizes from season tickets to floor seats to autographed basketballs, things of that nature. Uh, and those are kind of the, the high-level view of the main events that we have planned for this season. I don't know if that's too much mm -hmm. or too little. No, no I think that's, that's great. I mean, and just – yeah, go ahead. How much do you guys try and interact with the former players um, as far as getting them out to those events? A ton. A ton. So we have six former players on our board, uh, on the Hawaii Hoop Club board now. Uh, Gene Smith is one of our very active ones. Said Dostarevich, Amadou Kukeni Ja, uh, Jimmy Brown, uh, Kenny Brown, who is a manager, uh, Ryan Doherty. So we're well represented and we're always looking for more, but we engage with the former players a lot. I tell you that Gene and I are in contact with former players on a very regular basis. And, you know, there have been a lot, a lot of players who are former players who are in the area who've been very active at our events, uh, regular attendees over the past few years. Charles Smith comes out a lot. Uh, there, 
there are a lot of them who come out uh, really for every single game, which is great. Yeah, I feel like I always see Urban Church at games. Yeah, Chico's out all the time. Uh, John Duran's out at almost every single game. Uh, so it's it's really good to see. And, you know, they engage with the fans. Um, they like to talk about their times at Georgetown. They like to talk about the current team. Uh, and they like to talk about their regular lives. You know, obviously most of those guys have moved on past basketball. And the Georgetown network is helpful to them. And that's something else that we on the Hoop Club try to do is be available for them as we are for any other alum to help them navigate, you know, whatever it may be post post-graduation, post-basketball. Well, just so you know, there is a there is a season-long goal of this podcast for the lunch blog, which is to somehow get Allen Iverson to the Villanova game. So you know, that. Pro- probably going to be really easy to figure out, but it's just something that we feel because, you know, you, Ewing's coaching. Morning's been at games a lot because his son was on the team for five years. Dikembe's always around. Othello yep. was a coach for a long time. Iverson's the guy. I'd love to see it. Again. Well, I mean, he, he he came to the the Thompson Center dedication, right? So yeah, he did. There, there's, so there's there's got to be something that can can bring him back to campus. Um, and we thought that maybe because they're playing Villanova, you know, Philly team, last day of the season could be a special season. Should be a good crowd. Um, maybe there's a chance to get Iverson to back to DC for that one. Um, before we move on with that, um, how does someone join the Hoy Hoop Club? Great question, Andrew. Uh, Thank you. Very Any donation of $5 or more in support of Georgetown men's basketball gets you membership in the Hoy Hoop Club. Uh, you can go online, do it at wearegeorgetown.com, and then just select basketball men's, make your donation. Obviously, $5 is great. We love donations that are much greater than that as well. Uh, those donations can be made either to the annual fund for Georgetown Athletics, which supports the day-to-day activities and needs of the program, or scholarships. There could be donations made to men's basketball scholarships or still to capital needs such as the Thompson Center. But any donation that is in support of Georgetown men's basketball gets you membership, gets you invitations to our events. Uh, and then there's different levels that of donating, donating that get you to invited to different events. Like for example, there's an event each May generally with Coach Ewing and Athletic Director Reed uh, for donors at a higher level, uh, which is a really nice dinner. It, you know, pretty intimate, generally around 50 people or so, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less, uh, where you really get to interact and hear more about the plans going forward for the team. Uh, just last season, Coach Ewing started what's a great event uh, at the start of the season. There's a um, a barbecue with the team. So we did this just about three weeks ago. It was the Monday that they went back to school. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, there were a number of alums who were invited to that who are either A, the most active volunteers, or B, some of the larger donors. Uh, and it was, you know, a fun couple hours hanging out in the – Nolan Hall in the courtyard in the Thompson Center, you know, playing Jenga, playing playing cornhole, and hanging out, and just again interacting with the players and coaches who were all there. Was this the event that um, a lot no. of alums came back to school? That was something else then, right? 
That's a different event. Yeah. So each year, uh, the basketball program runs an event for the men's basketball alums, uh, for all former players and managers. And traditionally, that has been in February, uh, late February, typically, mm-hmm. around a home game. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, it was done, as you saw on social media in July, the, the end of July. I was unable to go, unfortunately, because I was traveling. But um, great event that a lot of alums came back to. And that's something Patrick Ewing Jr. is in charge of that now. And he's doing a great job really building that up and creating excitement among the alums. And you know, I'm trying to help him to the extent I can to to help get the word out and get people coming back to those to those events. Um, so I think that's an event that will continue to grow and will get better and better as you know the seasons go on. I thought it was pretty well done because it was linked. It was it was linked up with a Kenner League Saturday, and it kind of spilled into the gym. I was sitting with Rich Schwatkin, and we're just like, "What's going on? Why is Why is Jaron Jackson here? What's going on?" And I think it. <laughs> Be the uh, Nolan room, kind of the room where we have yeah. a lot of media stuff. Yep. And uh, oh, this is pretty cool. Obviously, Rich is the grand poobah, so he got to kind of walk in there and mingle a little bit. I just sort of stayed outside. But uh, definitely cool. It's cool to see Jaron Jackson. Um, I thought it worked out pretty well with it being during uh, Kenner League. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Andrew. I was just going to say, uh, I, I think some of the what people really want to know is like, what is it? What is it? Why do I need to join the Hoya Hoop Club? Right? Like what, what does, not just what it does for me. I mean, obviously you mentioned a lot of things that Hoya Hoop Club members can get to do and get to go to and stuff, but what does it really mean for the program when there are a lot of Hoya Hoop Club members? Like what, what, how, how does it help the program? Well, obviously the program needs funds to, to operate on a daily basis, you know, year over year. Um, so the, the money that's raised through the annual fund for Georgetown Athletics, like I said, goes to anything you can imagine that they need for their in-season, for you know, in-school year, uh, equipment, uh, sports nutrition, uh, travel, anything that you can imagine um, that they will need on the video equipment, you know, to training equipment, Uh so there are all sorts of, as you would imagine, what they need on a daily basis, and that's what mm-hmm. this fundraising goes towards. But, so but there's already, but, yeah. but there's a basketball budget, right? So this stuff is already budgeted for, like it's is budgeted. is part of the budget, like the Hoya Hoop Club contribution. Like how does that work? Yeah, it's budgeted. Obviously, they they calculate that into the budget what they anticipate the Hoya Hoop Club will raise in any given year. Okay. Yeah. The more that's raised and the more that they have available to them to spend on things. And there are certainly mm-hmm. times where there will be special requests. I've been president of the Hoop Club since 2013, and there have been a number of occasions where, hey, we need this, and it's not in our budget. Can you help us fundraise for it? And then mm-hmm. I will go out and reach out to people who I know are loyal donors who uh, I am hopeful will be willing to contribute a few extra bucks to help fund whatever that you know, additional thing may be. Um, so the more that we can raise for the, for the basketball team, you know, the less they have to do those one-off type fundraising efforts, but also just the more money available for them to spend on what they need, you know, to fund travel for recruiting, obviously an area of great interest and import to all of us. Um, mm-hmm. the more they have, you know, the more that they can do. Did Hoya yeah, I mean, that, 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 help that, that, towards... I was say, obviously that, that's, that's a great point because it does seem, and I don't know if 
if it's if that's the reason, but it does seem that recruiting obviously has been um, something at the forefront of. I know a lot of people on our side are, are concerned about who the coaching staff is looking after. It seems like we're everywhere. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're at all corners of, of the country watching guys, and obviously those dollars will help, uh, you know, get the staff in front of the players and hopefully get some players to the school. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you, I mean, the staff is working incredibly hard. Um, I was talking to Coach Ewing down in the Bahamas about vacation plans and he basically said, you know, I haven't taken a vacation since I took this job. He's working nonstop, as are the rest of the guys on his staff. I mean, they're just – they are really pounding the pavement, and they are driven, and they want to win. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Great to hear. I was just going to ask you, you know, you mentioned that you've been the president since 2013. What would you say your best moment as Hoy Hoopla president has been? It could be this podcast, but I'm not going to go there. I'll take um, it. I, I, I think we'll, <laughs> we're, we're fantastic. Yeah, no, I mean, there's been a lot of high points. Uh, I'll tell you, some of the most fun for me is these destination trips. They're awesome um, from going to you know, obviously, the Atlanta just you know, a month ago to Jamaica last November to Maui a couple of years ago, Puerto Rico. Um, they're really great. Did you times. go to did, did you go to Italy? Yeah, in Italy. Absolutely. OK. Yeah. So, you know, these are all just really great, great times. Uh, you meet a lot of alums and people that you wouldn't otherwise get an opportunity to get to know. And that's obviously fun. But also just being around the coaches, being around the team. Um, it's great. And I, I really have high expectations that this team is going to have a breakout season this year, which is going to be a blast. So speaking Bobby, of that, anything else for Mark? Yeah, go ahead. So speaking of that, Andy Katz came out with his super duper early 2020 bracket, Georgetown comfortably in as a five seed. Does that seem something, you know, your sense of being in the Bahamas, being with all these Georgetown boosters and donors and Hoya Hoop Club members, is that where this 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 is all building, you think? I could certainly see us being that high. Um, you know, it's a long road to get there, and we obviously have a tough schedule this year, uh, which is great. It's going to be fun, but also challenging. But I could see this team, you know, Definitely competing in the upper echelon of the Big East and having a very successful non-conference uh, schedule. I think they could they could do some damage there. There's some great opportunities, obviously, against a lot of good programs that will be playing in the non-conference portion of the schedule that could help help with our seeding at the end of the day. So I think if you know if things fall where we hope they they may, uh, I could I could see us being in that range. Now, and I think. Speaking of the non-conference schedule, I'm looking at this bracket, and I'm a little upset. It seems like Syracuse might actually be hurting 
Georgetown's non-conference schedule, they are not in this bracket. <laughs> um, the only non-conference team that is, surprisingly enough, is Penn State. Uh, Andy Katz ha- has them actually in Georgetown's region in the 8-9 game. Um, so a little disappointing that Syracuse might be bringing Georgetown's schedule down. They'll have to look at that going forward. As someone that travels, would you be there for the the, the Georgetown's first-round game? Would be Georgetown versus Bowling Green in Sacramento? 100%. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah, and the, the traveling thing is that- yeah, go ahead. Uh, NCAA tournament games are obviously always a, a blast. Uh, I went out. To uh, I've actually uh, had a different opinion of that. <laughs> <laughs> the the cities might be fun. It, it's a fun time going out and supporting the team. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously you want, and when when you lose, it's not it's less fun, but uh, you know it's it's still a great time. And I was saying it's that a- I went out to Portland when we were there, you know, back five yeah. years ago. Yeah, that was a great trip and had a good win to start to open up there and could have beat that Utah team, but, um, yeah, still a good trip. Right. Well, I think uh, I want to thank you for coming on, you know, being the special guest star for our world-famous 10th episode, groundbreaking 10th episode, Mark Herrera. Um, why don't you throw out your, your Twitter handle and maybe all the Twitter handles for those to get in touch with uh, the Hoya Hoop Club. Yes, yeah, so my Twitter handle is at MPG Hoya, and the Hoya Hoop Clubs is at Hoya Hoop Club. Uh, so please do reach out to us, and I hope that everyone listening to this podcast gets out to games this year at home and on the road and really gets out to support this team. It's going to be fun, and they are really clamoring for fan support, and that's the one thing that players kept saying over and over they're so appreciative they were so appreciative of all the people who were there in the Bahamas supporting them and they're appreciative of all the fans who are at the games throughout the season so it's great for them to have true a true home court advantage and true support on the road so I hope everybody will get out to as many games as they can this year awesome man well thanks again for for hopping on um I'm sure we'll attempt to have you on throughout the season hopefully you'll oblige us I know this one went swimmingly uh, all Bobby, good. Anything else for Mark? No, I hope I hope to see you at the open practice. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, all thanks. Right, Mark. Thanks, man. Take care.